Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick. For the last few weeks, the New York Times has been busy rolling out a new project. It's called Overlooked, where dozens of women are now getting long overdue obituaries in The New York Times. We've been right there along with our friends at The Times talking to authors of these new obituaries and learning about the women who made a mark on history. You can hear all about the women they've profiled so far, plus your nominations for Overlooked Women from History. It's all on our website at thetakeaway.org slash overlooked. Well, this week, novelist Nella Larson. Larson was an acclaimed writer in the Harlem Renaissance. We're talking New York in the 1920s. She got some recognition at the time, but spent decades in relative obscurity once her writing career slowed down. Most everyone who was mentioned during that time or who came to sort of the forefront, those were the men. That's Dr. Jacqueline McClendon, Professor Emerita of English and Africana Studies at the College of William and Mary in Virginia. Some of the black women who were writing during that period of time, they were characterized as, as one older critic said, as part of the rear guard. And Nella Larson was one of those people, but she is one of the best writers that came of age during that period. Nella Larson wrote two novels, Quicksand and Passing, and they're both considered important works dealing with race and gender. They were pretty well received at the time, but when Larson died in 1964, she never got an obituary in the New York Times. Well now, nearly 55 years later, she has, and Bonnie Wertheim, who's an editor of the Style section at the New York Times, wrote that obituary. I asked Bonnie to tell us about the life and the work of Nella Larson. She was born in Chicago. Her mom was from Denmark and her dad was from the Danish West Indies. So Nella was a mixed race woman at a time when it was seen as kind of suspect for a white woman to be, you know, holding the hand of a an apparently black child. And she grew up in, you know, a working class neighborhood of immigrants in Chicago and attended schools with mostly white European immigrant children. She was always incredibly intellectually curious, but I don't think the idea of being a writer crossed her mind until far later in her life. So Nella Larson would have been, I guess, about 28 or 30, around this time that the Harlem Renaissance, as it's known now, kicked off in the early 20s in New York. How did she fit in? At the time, she had recently acquired a degree in library science from the New York Public Library and was working at the 135th Street branch there. She was also pretty recently married to an incredibly prominent black physicist named Elmer Imes, who was in with the Langston Hugheses and the Du Boises of 1920s Harlem. And I don't think that Nella could have found her way into that world of artists and intellectuals if she wasn't riding on the social capital of her husband. That's not to say that she wasn't deserving of it. I just don't know that she would have been recognized or recognized herself as a writer. Well, Nella Larson was mixed race, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned, a white mother and a black father at a time when there was a great deal of social stigma Mm -hmm. around uh, mixed race children. How did that inform her writing and what she wrote about what she chose to write about? Yeah. So in a lot of ways... Nella Larson's characters resemble her, her protagonists especially. In the two novels, the leading characters are women who are mixed race and are living uh, middle-class urban lives. And I think 
in a lot of ways, Nella wrote about what she had experienced and people's relationships to arts and academia. So Nella Larson was reviewed during her life. She was well-reviewed, in fact, in more than one publication and some pretty important ones. Mm -hmm. And so then the question becomes uh, why she never got an obituary in the New York Times when she died. They were certainly aware of who she was. They were certainly aware of who she was. But the thing about Nella is that she stopped writing. And I think that is the biggest reason why she is not the most well-known author from the Harlem Renaissance today. So after she published her second novel, Passing, she started one more novel. She had received a Guggenheim Fellowship and was the first Black woman to receive one of those prestigious arts grants. And she used that money to spend some time in Europe working on her next novel. When she sent it out to her publisher, they were lukewarm at best and expressed no great interest in ever publishing the book. And at the same time that she is abroad, she is aware that her husband, Elmer Imes, is having an affair with a woman at the university where he's teaching. And she knows that, A, she doesn't want to be a professor's wife. She doesn't want to be a person on campus who's just an accessory to her husband. And she knows that she doesn't want to be publicly shamed, really, in this community where everyone knows that her husband is involved with another woman. So when she returns to the U.S., she and Elmer end up deciding that they're going to divorce. She receives alimony from him for the rest of his life, but he dies decades before she does. And once she no longer is financially supported by him, she ends up breaking all of her ties with the Harlem community, returns to nursing, and works in hospitals in Manhattan for her remaining years until she's about 70. She completely divorced herself from all of the writers who had become her peers and friends and never communicates with them again. Well, Bonnie, the Overlooked Project is broad at the New York Times, and there are lots and lots of options for women who were overlooked in the obituary pages of the paper. Uh, what made you choose Nella Larson? Why this author? I had read her books when I was in college, and they always stood out to me because they talk about race and class and gender in such nuanced ways. And because of the way a lot of American literature is constructed and taught, I had not previously been exposed to the storyline of a Black woman who is living a well-to-do life and is forced to conform to, you know, politics of respectability and what that does to her character. You watch the women in Nella Larson's books unravel because a lot of what's going on in their minds is at odds with how people want them to act and be seen in the world. So I think of her as someone who constantly questioned to what extent should other people's expectations determine who we are and how far outside of those lines can we go without being ostracized from a community and still feel true to ourselves. Bonnie Wertheim is an editor in the style section of the New York Times who wrote an obituary for author Nella Larson, overlooked by the New York Times during her life. 
Nella Larson died in 1964. Bonnie Wertheim, thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. This was great. We reached out to some authors who've appeared on The Takeaway, asking them about Nella Larson and her work. Tayari Jones, who's the author of the new book, An American Marriage, wrote to us on Twitter, I taught Passing a couple of semesters ago. I read it as a novel about the pleasures in blackness. It really holds up all these years later. It's not all, geez louise, black people who look white. And WNYC's Rebecca Carroll tweeted, in college, Passing was pivotal, literary, nuanced and brave, and also a little terrifying. This is The Takeaway.